So yeah, so today what we're going to do is we're going to look at the practice of biblical lament, which follows, uh, you know, a very basic uh, outline that a lot of the Psalms have, um, have, have been written in. And so I, I did encourage people to read Psalm 42 ahead of time, just simply to contemplate over it, prayer, pray, pray, prayerfully consider it, just as that is a good example of kind of what we're doing here um, this morning. I, I just want to get into a, a space where we can have a safe space together this morning, a place for us, a sanctuary, a refuge, for us just to simply cry out to God uh, for the things that are wrong in our world, the things that are wrong in our own lives, and to spend a few minutes doing that here this morning. Uh, so let's pray. And then we'll uh, get into what this, uh, we'll, we'll reintroduce this practice of biblical lament. Father God, Son Jesus, and Holy, Holy, Holy Spirit, please, please, please be with us. And please be with our communities during these times that seem like there's so much upheaval. Where it seems like, in a way, we're kind of on fire as a community right now. God, we know that you truly are our only hope. Our only hope for true shalom, that peace that surpasses all understanding and for restoration and reconciliation. God, in that light, we bring our whole hearts to you this morning as we practice this, this, uh, this, this, this spiritual journey of, of what it means to lament. We pray all these things in your holy name. Amen. All right, so what I want to do really quickly is I want to just kind of walk through what biblical lament is, uh, either as a refresher for anyone who uh, was with us last go-around when we did this, but, you know, it's always good to get that refresher, but also um, for those of you who may be new to Regen uh, in the last couple of years who didn't ever sit with us in this study, I'm going to attempt to kind of summarize a four-week series into about eight minutes and then we'll do the practice, but uh, just kind of, you know, I think you'll see where, where I'm tracking this morning. And so what is lament? When we talk about lament, at least in a biblical way, it really, it's less complaining and it's really something different. And so lament is really that unfiltered cry from deep within our soul. It's that unfiltered cry. Like think of, of, of when you make coffee, we put a filter in there. So when the, when, when the beans get ground up, they don't just go into the coffee, but rather lament is the grounds dripping right into the coffee and it forces us to kind of have to go inward and deal with whatever it is that's heavy on our heart. It's that animal sound that comes deep from within our soul where we often find no words. It's our spirit connecting to the, to the larger narrative of the Holy Spirit. Lament is the depths of our soul connecting with the deeper parts of our creator. You see, I think God loves God loves the animal sound of our soul. That sound that we make when there's no other sound that we know, um, you know, quite what to, what, to, what, what, what to do with because God loves you. I don't know if you've ever been around someone who, um, you know, something really tragic happened and, and they, they had no words for what was going on. I did experience this week with, with, with one of our children when I did have to tell them that our dog passed away. There was this deep guttural sound that they made that I've only heard a couple different times in, 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 in life, and, and, and it pierces into your soul. It's that deep, like, it's this cry that comes from deep within. And, and in the Old Testament, a lot of times, it would come with the, with the ripping of their tunic, like, in, in, in this idea of lament. You see, because God loves that sound that we make when we get raw and honest with he of, of where we're at. And so lament is that prayer beneath our prayer. Prayer, it's inviting God into this whole story. And so lament is unpolished. It's not these pretty prayers of, 
you know, Father God, Holy, Holy, Holy Spirit. And it's this unfiltered, uh, unpolished, unapologetic, real, messy, and painful prayer. Because lament is that stuff that comes up when we're tender and we're exposed and when we're left vulnerable in a wilderness space for our lives. There's this quote I want to read to you from Elizabeth Condi Fraser that I think is absolutely fantastic when it comes to biblical lament. She says that anger and tears create the space for the work of the Spirit. They are the groaning of the Spirit for renewal of creation and an expression of compassion, thus revealing a deep spiritual well. To, feel, to fear our tears or to suppress our anger is to block the power of the Spirit springing forth from within our spiritual wells to resist death and to sustain and renew life. You see, anger itself and rage and, 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 and uh, tears, none of those things are wrong. None of those things are, it's, it's rather what you do with that anger and that rage. And that's what lament is supposed to do. And so how do we lament? So really quickly, how do we lament? Uh, the first step is we have to fight the temptation and addiction to just happy, slappy worship in life. Yeah, we love to come and gather and have happy times of worship, but that doesn't give the whole picture of who we are as humans and who this and what this world is in our connection with the the, the 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 creator you see god wants all of us and he can handle all of us so the first step is to fight the temptation and addiction just to be think that we have to put a smile on our face and be happy all the time number 2 is to find a creative way that works for you this is how we take things from our head to our heart you know tap into that right side of your brain and interweave that side with the logic side of your left brain and then the third step is to make your implicit anguish explicit before God, right? This implicit anguish that we have in our own hearts, speak that out before the God who we know can handle our anger and our stress and our sorrow and our pain. We have to do that in a way that resonates with us, that takes what's inside that's stuck in your throat and finds a way to bring that out into the light of Christ. And so I did include these nine steps of biblical lament on your liturgy sheets if you want to follow along with me. Uh, these nine steps were created uh, by the Practice Tribe out in Chicago uh, through Willow Creek. And, and, and this comes from, a, 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 from, from Jenna Perrine. She's the one that kind of led their practice, uh, their, 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 the Practice Tribe through this practice of lament one time uh, that I was able to be a part of. And so I took these uh, steps uh, directly from her. Uh, the first thing before we even get to the first step is to simply identify what it is that you want to lament. Uh, this is what I'm going to lead us in this morning. But it's important for you to name that lament right off the bat. What is it that you're lamenting? Are you lamenting the fact that your dog is no longer here or that loved one that you had passed away recently? Are you lamenting some culture or system that's in, 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 in our communities? Are you lamenting a relationship that you have or a sickness that is in your family? There's lots of different things that we lament. But right now, I'd like you to start thinking about what is it when we get to this practice of lament that you want to actually lament? Identify that. Put a point thing on that and just identify that one thing. I find it helpful to find one thing to lament, not a massive amount of things, even though sometimes that's hard. The first step, though, is to simply cry out to God. We'll open this morning by addressing who he is and who it is we're speaking to. Number two, we'll move into a, a time of complaint. You know, this is where our head, this is when it goes from our head to our heart, right? We've identified that lament and now we're going to let it go into our heart. We're simply going to bring it before God. Like what pain and anger do you want to bring before him? Number three is affirmation of trust. We'll take a hope break. And you'll see this all through the Psalms. And you'll see this all through our practice this morning. Where we simply take a break to remember the truths of who God is. 
and who we are to him. And so those are the first three, and then we'll dig a little deeper. Number four, our petitions or requests. We'll articulate this lament and we'll look deeper at what it is that we're grieving. I'm going to do this in a generic way this morning, but you can take these nine steps and use them in a lot more of a uh, purposed way uh, and and a more individual way uh, later on. Uh, We'll look deeper at what we're grieving. And number five, we'll bring up additional arguments because guess what? There's always something more that we didn't say in step number four. We'll unpack it even deeper and make sure we're telling the whole story of where our heart is coming from. Number six, we're going to rage against our enemies. Uh, This seems strange for a religion that we talk about having a litmus test of loving enemies. But if we're going to bring the whole spectrum of ourselves and our hearts before God, we need to remember that it's okay for us to have anger and rage towards those people or those systems or those sicknesses or whatever it may be. It's okay to be angry with what's going on. It just depends on what we do with that anger. And again, that's what this practice is supposed to help us contemplate ways in which we can take that anger and that rage and build it for good in in the world. This is, um, to be honest, most of our laments do have some sort of enemy. So name that enemy. Name the illness, the workspace, the person, the system, whatever it may be. Trust that God can handle your rage, okay? That's basically what step six is. And then now it's time to turn the corner to the last ones. We've, we've traveled into the deepness, the shadow of death, as David says. We turn now in hope and faith to affirm our relationship with our creator. This is what makes, um, honestly, uh, the difference between complaint and biblical lament is that this is not just a cheap trick, something that we do, but it's rather a reminder of this faith container that we have, right? We talk all the time at Regent about how we have this faith container of we've got faith and doubt that wrestle together all the time, and they don't exist without the other. And so this is what transforms our lament from simply complaint to biblical lament, reminding us that we live, that we are human, and that God is God, right? We're not God. We are not, we are one with our creator, but we are not in our in and of itself God ourselves. And so step number seven is just simply assurance of being heard, acknowledging that God is listening, okay? Acknowledging that this is not a one-sided conversation, but rather that the divine is real, and the real divine is within you. So take this time to rest in that assurance and remind your heart of that promise. Number eight is promise or vow to praise God. Affirm now your ongoing trust in God that no matter how great our pain or our sorrow may be, that God is still God and God is still good. No matter how crazy this world gets, we need to keep reminding ourselves that it's not God who makes this world a messy place, but rather it's us. And so this is basically a step of perspective. And like how a lot of times with spiritual practices, we'll start with that perspective of gratitude. And number nine is assurance. Again, just ending with who God is. We hold our pain in one hand, our suffering in one hand, what we lament in one hand, but we also hold God's grace and hope in the other. That's exactly what biblical lament is. It's holding those in tension together. Grateful that the divine architect of all we know is not above our pain and our sorrow. And so then you'll see right underneath this, finally afterwards after this service, you need to take what you've experienced in this practice of lament and you need to somehow say it out loud the practice of biblical lament can't just stay within your own heart you need to then take this to someone who you love someone you trust or you need to take something and write it or it needs to go further out or else it will kind of just stay in your heart and cause i had this big weird 
ulceric type of pain this week because I was dealing with so much different things that were going all over the place. And that's not a healthy place to be. You need to be able to speak that out loud. Uh, PW spoke about this last week when we were talking. But he said if you're going to watch like a documentary on, on race or, or you know, read a book, it's always good to process that with someone. And, and I push against this step all the time because I say, no, I'm strong enough. I'm strong enough. I can do it. I can do it. I have, I have the strength to do it. I can't. I obviously can't. My body gets very you know, wound up. And so it's important to speak it to people that you love and that you trust. And so what I'm going to do this morning is I'm going to put on that Holy Ghost music. Uh, I'm going to get the speaker fired up here. There we go. And if someone would invite us into this practice of lament this morning. Again, find yourself a comfortable spot. Whatever you want to do. You can, you can do this in any way that you want. I always find it hard. I mean, find it the best to put your feet on the ground. Again, we've talked about that. Just connecting with you know, uh, the, the, the ground with it, which we stand. But it's more important for you to, to be comfortable and it's your time to spend with, with God. Uh, for this exercise, you can close your eyes if that's better for you and just kind of go through it that way. But there also is a lot of, um, I, I've, I've done this practice of lament before by journaling, by actually journaling through the practice of, of lament. So this is just totally up to you. And so here in this first step, we identify our lament. What is it that you are crying out to God about? What is it that is on your heart? And we simply identify that lament and we ask, please speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And just take about five or ten seconds and identify whatever that lament is that you want to bring before God. As the deer pants for flowing streams, so my soul longs for you. My soul thirsts for you, the living God. When shall I come and behold your face? My tears have been my food both day and night. Jesus, we cry out to you. We cry out to your name from the depths of our despair, from the chaos of our crisis. From the anguish of our agony, can you even hear us? We are weary and worn out. We are broken and beaten down. God, our hearts are broken and hungry for things to be made right. Jesus, bring us relief. Bring us healing. Bring us your love as we bring before you our pain. Holy, holy, holy and loving God. We know that you are close to the brokenhearted. So be near. We know you are the God who hears, that bends low to listen, that draws near to heal. Jesus, you who has walked in our skin, tempted in every way that we are, be near us now as we affirm our trust in you by bringing our whole hearts to the foot of your cross.
Lord, help us. Intervene. Act and redeem. Do not abandon us here. Do not abandon us in Sheol. If you are the God that draws near to the brokenhearted, then draw near. God, please show up. We plead before your glorious throne for help and intervention. Can you hear us, God? Our brokenness is ever before us. Yes, we too have caused much pain. We are not blameless in your sight, but this is too hard. This storm that is raging against us in our communities is relentless. The storm that is raging against us in our own soul is relentless. We cannot go on with this pain anymore. We share with you now the entire story of our pain. And so now I want you to take a moment, just take one minute, and share with God the story of your pain. Lord, we can't ignore the face of our pain. We can't ignore the source of our injustice, the inflictor of our wounds. Our enemy's face is always before us, mocking us, hurting us, blaming us, shaming us. So God, let your justice roll down like a mighty water. We plead with you. We plead for your mercy within our entire soul, our entire being, our entire heart. Almighty God, we have been found. We are yours. We've been loved. We're made pure. We're given life, breath, healing, and freedom. You, O oh God, our rock, hear us. You welcome our words. You are patient with our prayers. You hold our hurts. You are the God who always hears our cries. Thank you for hearing us. We humbly offer ourselves at your feet, at the foot of your cross. We sit in the shadow of your redemptive love on the cross. Our imperfect, hurting selves are here right now. We're present in this moment in worship and in love to you. You who are worthy of all our praise, we offer our praise to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for all that grows in the place of sorrow and despair. Thank you, Jesus, for meeting us here.
Holy, Holy, Holy Spirit. Even when it feels like the darkness is closing in, you are there. There is nowhere we can run away from your presence. Oh Lord, if we make it in the heavens, you are there. If we make our pet in Sheol, you tell us that you are there. Your love endures forever. Your hands protect. Your light makes it possible to see. We will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If you are for us, God, who can be against us? Thank you for all that is possible in the space that pain can create. We proclaim who you are to the world and we bring before you our whole hearts this morning, even as we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, just as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. And my friends, all of God's children say, Amen.